0: Boston Celtics are in Dallas. So am I. You didn't think I was going to re-watch that mess from OKC, did you? No, I'm going to open up the mailbag to talk about benchmark games and making trades and all sorts of stuff right now in the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champions. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on, number 18, Tatum and Brown J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Delario B. Corral us above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dappin' up the truth on the sideline. Rain J's, how we started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on, Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast directly to your device, wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you're subscribed anywhere, every podcast app that's out there, or if you want, it's on YouTube as well. Hop into the comments there, join a very uh, active and growing Celtics community, and maybe even uh, talk some smack against some of the opposing fans that are there. Uh, It's all right there in the Locked On Celtics YouTube page. Uh, I want to thank you for making the show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play professional basketball a long, 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 long time ago. Today, I'm here with a mailbag podcast because I sure as hell was not going to rewatch that disaster against OKC. Plus, I was traveling here to Dallas and couldn't get the... uh, crossover with the Locked On Mavs podcast together because Nick Angstead is doing Locked On Mavs and Locked On NBA. This is his Locked On NBA night. So it's just me here in a hotel room in Dallas, Texas, ahead of the Thursday game against the Dallas Mavericks. So I opened up the mailbag. People have been going to johncorrales.com slash mailbag and submitting questions. People do it all the time. They do it after games. People vent in that. And I see them. I do see them. I don't always have an opportunity to respond because the season is just constantly moving forward, So, but I do see them. Hey, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. It was kind of a fun travel day, actually, because I was on the plane, I bought the Wi-Fi, and... I said, well, if I'm paying for the Wi-Fi, I might as well write it off. Let's get a Q&A going. So I asked some questions. I asked people for questions there on top of the mailbag. So uh, I just want to start with a couple of the prevailing thoughts from the the Twitter uh, Q&A, which is not where you should be asking mailbag questions. Mailbag questions. Go to com slash mailbag. That's where I can organize. It just so happens that today was a place... Uh, a time where I, I did this. Two prevailing thoughts. People ask a lot of questions about Peyton Pritchard. What do I think should happen with Peyton Pritchard? And and frankly, he's a nice guy to have off the bench. I've said before, he's a great luxury to have as an insurance policy. But I also think that he's struggling a little bit with his role right now. And the, the OKC game was actually a nice kind of garbage time get out there against the nba competition uh, at a high speed and and get some shots up and he shot pretty well so i'm, I'm actually excited for uh the the Peyton pritchard performance is like one of the few very few good things to come out of that okc game can he be a spark plug off the bench people are asking should he play over malcolm brogdon should you start malcolm brogdon and bring Pey- Peyton pritchard in do you, how, how do you work the lineups and all that stuff? Basically where I am at with Peyton Pritchard is he should probably be traded. He, it would be great if the Celtics moved him to a, a team that could use him. Although he's not in a position to be, uh, asking for a trade like that, but an ideal situation would be to move him to a place where he can get his opportunity. I think it'd be great if he can get 25 minutes a game somewhere and and prove that he's an NBA player because I think he's an NBA player. And so I, I think that he's a guy that uh, should get that kind of opportunity. It's just not happening in Boston. So that's the Peyton Pritchard question. The other question was kind of more of a prevailing thought of, oh my God, if this happened in OKC, what's going to happen in Dallas? And And my thought heading into this game is, I'm not worried about this game. I'm not worried about the effort. I'm not worried about the execution. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. Remember the last game when Dallas was in Boston and Jason Tatum was uh, questionable for something, a non-COVID illness or whatever it was. And after the game, T- Tatum had a big game. After the game, uh, I remember Jalen being asked, hey, can you believe that Jaylen, that Jason had this big game when we, we weren't sure he, he was even going to play? And Jalen was like, Yeah, he was going to play. Of course he was going to play. It's Luca. This team's going to be up for this game. What You want to know what the measuring stick game is going to be? Not this game against Dallas. They'll be fine against Dallas. I'll put money on that. The measuring stick game is against San Antonio on Saturday. You get to San Antonio. You play Thursday night in Dallas. You travel to San Antonio. You have a Friday night. And I'm not saying, like, uh, this is L.A. nightlife or Miami nightlife, but you have a Friday night off before you play a bad team, the San Antonio Spurs, and then you come back home and you play the Chicago Bulls. On top of that, two nights off. Um, actually, no, this is a, a, a one night, right? Thursday, right? So never mind. Never mind the two nights off. But regardless, it doesn't matter. I want to see them come out against the Spurs and play well. If I'm if I look, if I was a captain of the team or or Marcus Smart, the de facto captain of the team, I'd come in after a whatever happens against Dallas and be like, we're going to San Antonio, we're going to sleep. Friday night, get your film, get your Zoom sessions with your kids, do whatever you got to do. We're not going out Friday night. We got to come out there on Saturday. Take one damn Friday night off. You got Friday nights off all month long. This one, we need to go out there and we need to beat the Spurs by like 50. Seriously, that's my measuring stick. Go out and beat the Spurs by a significant amount. Lay the hammer down and show that you can get up for a, what might be actually a trap game, but Looking past the Spurs to a home game against the Bulls, who beat the Celtics twice, and the Celtics might feel like, "Oh wow, we we owe the Chicago Bulls." I can see the Celtics saying, "All right, I'm more worried about the Martin Rose and Nick Vucevic. I'm worried about you know Iodisutin. I'm worried about all those guys." And and looking past the Spurs, so the Spurs game is the measuring stick. Dallas will be fine. Chicago, I think, will be fine. If they come out and suck against the Spurs, then we got a problem. Then we got a problem because it's the same damn mentality. And it tells me, yeah, I didn't learn a thing from the Thunder game. All you did was pay blah, 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 lip service. And you you didn't learn anything. Saturday is the measuring stick. All right, your questions are coming up next. We're going to start with a question about whether this team believes its own uh, press clippings, basically, and the trade market, should the Celtics start looking at the trade market. That is all coming up next. First, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. We know that being a small business owner is tough. I know that for sure because I grew up in small businesses. I've also been a hiring manager at a business, so I've I've been on multiple sides of this. The key to hiring the right people is having the right pool of people to choose from. Just like if you're building a team, you're trying to pick the best 12 or 15, you bring 30 people in. That's what LinkedIn Jobs does. It helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools, and they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, uh, your company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. That's how you get the big group of people. Then LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's how you make your cuts. That's how how you whittle things down. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Lockdown NBA. Just like I said before, Nick Angstead's hosting with Path the Designer. They always have a, a fun show. It's great chemistry. Between those two, Lockdown NBA, I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. It's a great, not just rundown of the night, but big picture stuff uh, in the NBA. It's a great conversation uh, about the league in general. So let's get to the questions. Again, the questions are asked at johncorrales.com slash lockdown NBA. And Kevin uh, says, I'm starting to wonder if the Celtics have begun believing the, publicly anoint- the publicity anointing them as the league's best team. Such belief could lead to lackluster play when they think they can just show up and win. Oh, I'm, I, I can't get into their heads. It's possible that there's some of that happening. It's possible that this is um, a team that says, "Hey, look, we came out so hot and look at how good we are and and they start to believe their own stuff. I think I think maybe it's possible. I don't I don't think that's exactly it. I think there's a little bit of individual stuff going on. for sure, um guys are are, are, are a little focused on, I think they want to win for sure. I think guys want to win. but at the same time, I think they want to win and also maybe qualify for all NBA and make sure that they get the Supermax, or one guy in particular gets a Supermax, or maybe someone wants to win and also win MVP. I think there's some of that going on. And I think also there are some role players, maybe somebody with a contract year that says, Hey, uh, I want to do some things and get my contract. There's a little tiny motivations here and there. Is that what's derailing anything? No, I don't think that's derailing anything. Is there some element of guys kind of, Hey, everything's great. Everything. The offense is great. The defense is, is, is starting to, you know, it's a top 10 defense. Now let me just pick my spots here to just get a few buckets on my own. You guys don't mind, right? It's, it's like, I don't think people are being selfish. I don't think somebody's saying, I want to win my way. I think guys want to win, but I think they're also saying, "Eh, you know, okay, hey, while we're winning, while we're winning, let me just take two minutes to take three, four shots. While we're winning, let me just get my offense going a little bit because I think my offense is going to help everybody else's offense. What this team needs to get to is. The understanding that when everybody plays the right way, everybody eats, everybody gets the stats they're supposed to get. I've said this a million times. I said it on a show on, on, uh, I did a bed MGM show before I did this podcast. When you play the right way, the right guys get the right stats. You guys are probably sick of hearing me saying that, but it's a hundred percent true. Don't search for your own offense. Your offense will find you. The game will give you your offense. When you're Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart or Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White or Grant Williams, you'll get your shots. Don't worry about it. Don't force it. When you play the right way and move the ball, when you look in front of you and say, oh, this possession demands that I pass the ball. This possession demands that I stand in the corner and just hold my defender to open up a lane. And, oh, my God, it's been six straight possessions, and I haven't even touched the ball more than to pass it. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Because what's going to happen is, if that's the first quarter, then the second quarter or the third quarter, you'll get six straight possessions where you touch the ball and you get your shots. And if it doesn't happen in this game, guess what's going to happen? In the next game or the game after that, you'll get an entire quarter or an entire half or an entire game of getting your touches and getting your shots. Because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, the entire Celtics team understands that you guys are the best players. They want to pass you the ball. They want you scoring. Because everybody does want to win. This is a team that wants to win. And I don't think that this is a team that's broken or anything like that. I think that they're all right there. It's fine. They just need to dial it in a little bit. You need to get rid of those little little bits and get back to playing. Just 0.5. pass it, shoot it, dribble it. Just do the right thing. You will get the ball back. I promise you will get the ball back. That's what I think is happening. Not the press clippings, Jonas or Jonas. Maybe he's one of the Jonas brothers. I don't know. Is it time to start looking at the trade market? These shooting variance games. <laughs> at Tom underscore variants. <laughs> uh, I wish Tom was on the show for that one. Are getting a little too common. What about Victor Oladipo and Julius Randall? And on and on. Um, tradable assets. Basically looking at the trade market. Is the trade market a play? No, no. The Celtics shouldn't be looking at the trade market. The Cel- Just. That, that. This is the dial it back a little bit. I can tell you this for 100% 100% certainty. The Celtics are not going to make a trade based on whether they've won or lost a few games. Now, if they've lost 8 or 9 or 10 games in a row, that probably is an indication that there's something systemic going on. But the Celtics could win 10 straight games and Brad Stevens could say something could see something and be like that I don't like that. I'm going to change that. The Celtics could win every game between now and the trade deadline. And Brad Stevens can say, I see a thing that's not working. I'm going to make a trade to fix that. So the wins and the losses are not what's going to drive the trade market. The the, the wins and the losses are frustrating, but, and Joe Mazzulla says this a lot. In side note, I do kind of agree with Joe Mazzulla in a lot of the things that he's saying. I, I kind of appreciate the level-headedness that he brings to the job. I know a lot of people outside and they 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 hear and see some of the things that he says, and they're like, you need to be uh, screaming at the guys. But I also remember a year ago when Ime Udoka was screaming at the guys, not screaming, but being much more pointed in his criticism. And people were saying, Oh, what, what's he doing? Why is he so why is he so critical of these guys? He's going to lose his locker room. These guys are not going to want to like, they're not going to like hearing all of this stuff out in public. This is stuff you're supposed to say behind closed doors. You can't win. And, and it's probably like half the people who like how Joe Missoula, his approach, which is basically the Brad Stevens approach. They're the ones who are like, oh, anti-udoka saying you can't do that. And the pro-udoka approach People are coming out going, like, no, Joe, you gotta, you gotta give it to these guys. I wanna, I wanna hear you. I want to hear you just err, uh, yell, call Jason Tatum a name, call Jalen Brown a name. Tell him, you know, swear at them. Because people, this is, I think some people, this is just how they are. They want to hear somebody act like they are. That's what's going on. The reasonable, measured people like the reasonable, measured approach. The fiery emotional people want to have a fiery emotional approach and when when they don't hear it oh, oh fire the coach make a trade trades are not going to happen uh, what I anticipate at the trade deadline zero zero i expect zero action maybe i'm wrong i could 100% be wrong i expect zero action at the trade deadline what i expect in the you know this week or over the weekend uh there's a guarantee date for Noah Vonley for Justin Jackson. I expect one or both of those guys to get waived before the guarantee kicks in. So there's at least one or two spots open. I expect the Celtics to test the buyout market. They have the advantage of being the best team, they have the advantage of having a role. I think that's where this is going to land. That's, I think, gonna where the Celtics are going to be the most active. They have a couple of traded player exceptions. One that's in like 6.9 million, once about 5.8 million. Maybe, maybe they'll use one of those. Maybe they can combine Richard and Gallinari to bring in a player that's somewhere around 10, 11 million dollars. Maybe. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to be all buyout stuff. All right. Up next, a question about Gallinari, a conversation about Gallinari and the prevent offense that we saw, especially against the Clippers. Those things are next. First, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. People, if you've listened to this podcast at all uh, over the course of the years, you know I, Built Bar is not just a sponsor. I actually enjoy Built Bars uh, because delicious treat without all the fat and the calories. I mean, you're looking at about 130 calories or so per bar about four grams of sugar per bar, 17 grams of protein per bar. So, hey, New Year's resolution time. We're all looking to drop a couple of pounds that we put on in, over the last couple of weeks in December. Some great desserts, some great food, a uh, few drinks that you know maybe have been a little decadent or uh, excessive. Either way, Built is going to help you when you're trying to fulfill that New Year New Year's resolution to drop a couple of pounds. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to go for walks. You're going to do some things. And then you're going to have a built bar as a treat. And like I said, with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein, the protein will help you build the muscle. The calories won't kill what you just did. And the flavors, flavors are amazing. And now you can get them at Walmart. Pick up a four box four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs it's in the pharmacy section at Walmart or go to Sam's Club 13 bar box with the hit flavors brownie batter and churro they're there check them out you can thank me later obviously you can go to built.com and check them out there as well use the promo code locked on uh at built.com but Walmart Sam's Club awesome you got to make sure you're checking out built bar Hey, thanks for making On Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Lockdown Sports today. That's a great second listen. Get all the big stories in sports. They probably won't be talking about Providence College upsetting number four UConn, but I'm loving it as a Rhode Island guy, uh, a former uh, PC camp graduate and employee. So shout out to the PC Friars, but uh, Lockdown Sports today will have you covered with all the big stories in sports with the Locked On local hosts, local experts. So check out that podcast 22 minutes gets you all caught up in all the big stuff there back to the mailbag heather comes in with a joke Uh, i noticed gallinari was wearing a suit on the bench during the okc game do you think he came in just for a job interview Uh, she, she was not happy with how things went uh watching from australia shout out to all my aussie friends in australia love all my international listeners all my international viewers I got a lot of people watching and listening from Australia down in that, that uh, part of the world, Southeast Asia, uh, lots of people in that, that part of the world watching and listening. Uh, just everybody, Europe, South America, just international Celtics fans, international lockdown Celtics listeners and watchers love you so much. Cause I know how much extra effort you have to take to, to be a part of Celtics basketball. So Danilo Gallinari. One of the popular questions I get is, "Is he going to come back?" I, I really just don't think he's going to come back. He's. It's great that he's there. It's great that he's in a suit on the bench. Uh, he's rocking those fine Italian suits. Uh, probably some kind of like Armani suit. Probably I'm assuming, but he's he's rocking like the 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 real slick, nice blue suits there on the bench. He's running a little bit, jogging. I'll say he's jogging or jogging. It's a soft J possibly. But what I know is that he runs for an extended period of time and that's nice. It's nice progress for him. But do I think he's going to come back? Mm, I don't think so. I just don't think so. Um, and, and maybe if I'm going to be, I can play the little, little game here. Uh, maybe he's just, the Celtics, just kind of putting it out there. There's some kind of, uh, not, Behind the scenes, like, hey, yeah, 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 let's put up, let's just put out those videos of him progressing nicely. Let's put up those videos of him. Yeah, he looks good. He's, he's he's coming back. So when it comes time to trade him, teams are sitting there looking at Celtics Twitter and Celtics Instagram and Celtics Snapchat and going, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I see it. I see it. He's, he's not going to help this year, but maybe we get some ver- decent version of Gallinari next year. Like I said, Peyton Pritchard plus Gallinari gets you approximately $11 million type of player. If a player in that range comes available, but the Celtics have the, the the biggest traded player exception they have is a little less than $7 million. So if an eight, nine, 10 up to almost $11 million player comes available, Pritchard plus Gallinari is a possibility. Are the Celtics putting that out on social media to send teams messages I don't know. Probably not. I think it's completely separate from the front office. I think there, there's some very nice people running the Celtics social media account that probably don't talk to, the and don't strategize all that. It's not like Brad Stevens is tweeting under the Celtics accounts. It's not like Brad Stevens is running the Instagram. It's totally, totally separate. But conspiracy theory? Plausible. Plausible. That's, that's all that matters. The only thing you need is plausibility in a conspiracy theory. Let's wrap it up with Greg. He has a question about the prevent offense, which reappeared against the Clippers, specifically the dreaded Jason Tatum walk-up, which, he says, at least to me, rarely results in something good. This is planned team strategy, as Missoula calling it. Is it Jason's decision? Is he tired of resting, trying to kill the clock? Uh, it seems like it, ba- it It seems to be in his basketball DNA. So I think there's a lot of yes, 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 yes. I don't know about the basketball DNA thing. I think. I think we all tend to have that little extra. We make good points and we get that little extra of like basketball DNA. Like, like, is he compelled to walk the ball up the floor? No, I don't think he's compelled to walk the ball up the floor. I think when the Celtics are leading, when you have a lead and you're up 12 or 15, I can say it. You can say it. People next to you can say it. Got to keep playing the same way. But when you're up 15 with a couple minutes to go, You just have that feeling of, all right, let's just relax. Let's run a good play. Let's get one more good shot, one more bucket. This thing is over. You don't want to be whipping the ball around and potentially turning the ball over. That's like that's a mentality, right? You don't want to be, I don't want to drive half cocked into the lane because if I do that and I get too deep and there are no outlets, then I turn the ball over. So so that gets into play. There's just a human nature, a mentality there of, look, we've gotten this far. We've done this. Let's just calm down, run a a clock, run the clock a little bit. Let's run a good play to get this good shot. Within the next two, three minutes or however long it is, we can get one or two good shots to close this thing out. If we just relax, slow it down, and run a simple play. When I say it like that, I feel like it makes sense. When we're watching it, we're sitting there going like, why aren't you driving? Why aren't you attacking? Why aren't you doing the things you used to do? There are different things to do in different situations. And and I do think for sure, the Celtics need to play faster in those situations. I think they need to play faster in general. You need to stick with what works, generally speaking. However, I think we all have to also understand that at the end of the game, when it comes down to it, you have stars for a reason. And we have to be careful not to react to the misses and the makes. Because if they do the exact same thing and they make the shot, the reaction is, oh, wow. Balls on Tatum to hit that shot. That's a star. That's the MVP. That's how you close out a game. The process was all the same. Just to hit the shot, now Tatum's got balls and he's a closer. Missed the shot, and it's his DNA is to walk things up and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and I'm not really trying to call you out specifically, Greg, but I'm saying in general that's... We have to be careful about that. What is happening on the floor? What's the process of what's happening on the floor? Are they doing good things? I agree that they are not always doing good things. The end of the Clippers game was not great because they definitely started to really slow it down to the point where it was detrimental. I understand the slow it down, let's execute a play, let's run a few seconds off the clock, so we're making sure that we're leaving them. Even if we miss, we're leaving them less time to pile up enough points to win, but they do also have to make sure that they're running the good offense that gets the right guys the right shots. So I think there's an in-between here, but we do have to understand that these guys are going to try to go to their stars to be the closers. And those guys, when they hit shots, we celebrate them. And when, when they miss, they 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 get a, a bit of the blame. That comes with the job. I want to thank everybody for submitting questions. Again, johncorrales.com slash mailbag. I see the questions coming in. Um, I know that it's not always, like, I can't always get to them. I hope that I'm working in answers to your questions. You submit something. I see it maybe it's part of something that I talk about after a game or in a separate podcast, and that gets kind of what the answer that you're looking for, hopefully I do that. Uh, Every once in a while here when there's an off day, I am going to try to sprinkle in more mailbag questions, more mailbag podcasts, get you the answers to your questions so you can submit them wherever. Uh, If you're not subscribed, I hope you enjoyed the show. And I hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe. If you are a subscriber, I hope you will share the podcast, tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.